Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. This is Absolute Radio Country. I'm Dave Berry. And recently, I was fortunate enough to catch up with a global icon of country music. She's earned 11 Grammy Awards, had more than 40 top 10 albums and sold over 100 million records worldwide. This is when Dave met Dolly here on Absolute Radio Country. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. Dolly Parton. What a pleasure. Well, thank you, Dave. What a, what a joy to see you. Let's start with the fact you have a brand new album. It's called Rockstar. I love the artwork. Thank Looking you. good. I like the leopard print steering wheel cover. Very nice. Now, there's nine original songs on this album, but also there's your interpretation of some music that we love at my radio station, Absolute Radio. So there's Purple Rain and Heart of Glass and Stairway to Heaven and We Are the Champions and Free Bird and Let It Be and so many. And I wondered, what was the process of picking those songs? And as you are such an icon, as you are Dolly Parton, do you just like call Sir Paul McCartney and say, Paul, I'm taking Let It Be? You want to get involved? How did it all work out for you? Well, actually, well, we'll just start with that one. Like the uh, Let It Be, I Always Love That Song. And then I recorded the song without them. And then I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great if Paul McCartney would agree to play piano and sing on it? Then I thought, wouldn't it even be greater to have Ringo Starr, because that's the last of the Beatles, play on that track? And then, of course, we had Mick Fleetwood that did some percussion along, along with that. And then we had Peter Frampton that added a few things on it. I thought, man, this is an all-star song. But just the whole idea of having Paul, which I've loved through the years, and just having them be on it. And I just asked if they'd do it, and they said, yeah. And I was excited to death. I mean, you've created the ultimate supergroup there, Dolly. That's what you've done. You've had this idea that you like the song Let It Be, and then cut to what? A couple of weeks, a month later, you've done a version of it and created a supergroup. That must feel pretty good, right? It does feel good, <laughs> and I have, to, I have to give a lot of that credit as far as the musicians and the others for Kent Wells, who is the producer of the album, yeah. who has been my musical director and guitar player for 30-plus years. And I asked him to produce the album, and so he he's a, a genuine musician, so he kind of worked a lot with the other people, musicians that add, added on. But Paul and Ringo was definitely my... You know, my first thought on that, I thought, if I could get them, that would be great. And they were so generous and so sweet about it. I was so, so touched with so many of the people on the album that they were so willing to do it. I love that. I mean, obviously, you're no stranger to people covering your own work. I mean, famously, I Will Always Love You by by Whitney Houston. And Jolene has been covered by everybody from Miley Cyrus to the White Stripes. So how does it feel, because you're such a prolific and famous songwriter, how does it feel to cover other people's work? Well, uh, it felt good. It does feel good, right? Yeah, it feels okay. good because, see, I'm a, I'm a big fan of songs. And being a songwriter, you have your very favorites that you really think, well, I wish I'd have written that. You know, <laughs> why didn't I write that? Why didn't I think of that? You're always thinking that as a songwriter. But the songs I chose, getting back to part of your original question, yeah. 
Well, these are songs that I loved mostly because of my husband, Carl Dean, who is a rock and roll freak. I mean, that's about the only kind of music. <laughs> that's that what they call us, darling, rock and roll freaks. Yes. I know. I mean, you, who, who would have thought it? You know, with me being in country music, but he didn't particularly care that much for country music. He just was always into rock since he was young. Okay. And so all of our lives, I mean, we've been together almost 60 years, yeah. and anytime I'm around him in the house, in the truck, in the car, in a tractor, whatever it may be, <laughs> he's always playing, you know, rock songs. And so I actually chose a lot of his favorite songs to do, Stairway of Heaven being one of them. He's leadhead completely. <laughs> and uh, that, that one, you know, Free Bird, you know, yeah. he loved that one. So I chose a lot of the songs that he liked. Then I chose some that I loved, like Purple Rain. I've always oh, loved that yeah. particular song. And so I, I thought it was one of the highlights of the album. It was for me personally. And so I just chose songs that I loved or that my husband loved mainly. Your story and Carl's story is one of true love and it's endured for so many years. And I didn't know that throughout that whole time he's hated country music. I mean, so this is... I didn't this say is your, he hated is, it. Don't, don't, don't. It was his least favourite, though. I tell you, Carl liked either hard rock and, oddly enough, he loved Flat and Scruggs. He liked certain bluegrass songs. He okay. liked rock so he loved it when you did the bluegrass, bluegrass stuff, right? <laughs> but he did not like it when I... I did a version of Stairway to Heaven some years back as a bluegrass kind of thing, and he didn't think I should have done it. Oh. And he said, are you sure that's Stairway to Heaven or Stairwell to Hell? <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, maybe he said you put it like that. But he did love my version of Stairway to Heaven because I stayed so true to it on this rock album. Yeah, okay. Is Carl, is he comfortable coming forward and saying these things to you, Dolly? I mean, will he just say, oh, I, I, don't, I don't really like this. Why don't you do something He'd, more rock? He'll just be straight out with you. He would be straight out. In fact, he's one, when I said that I was going to uh, sing Stairway to Heaven back years ago as a country bluegrass, he said, I don't think you should do that. And I said, well, why? He said, because it's a damn legend. You know, it's a classic. Mm. And nobody really... I wouldn't think anybody would be brave enough to want to do that song. I said, well, you know me. But when he, that's when, after he heard it, he said, it's okay, that version. But this version, he did like. Okay. Oh, I'm really pleased to hear that. Uh, you know, Dolly, we, we've spoken about, obviously, you performing and your, your songwriting talents. But to get the full Dolly Parton fang, if I, if I may call it that, <laughs> um, we, we need to talk about the look. Um, and you do so in your brand new book, Behind the Seams. My Life in Rhinestones, which is, which is out in October. Do you find it hard work looking this great all of the time? Is there a, a weight of responsibility with being a global style icon? Do you ever just slip on the velour sweatpants and just want to lay out on the sofa whilst Carl critiques your musical tastes? I mean, do, do we ever see that? No, no, you're never going to see it, but yes, I do it. <laughs> okay, you're yeah. never going to see it, though. No, oh, you're that. never going to see it. No, I mean, everybody's got their comfort zone. I've got my old yeah. tacky, soft, you know, clothes that you're, you know, you're comfortable in and stuff. Sometimes I wear stuff I've had for years. You know, everybody's got their own special pair of pants or a shirt or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I can look awful. But when I'm out in public, I figure if you're going to be a star, you need to look like one. Mm. And I figure, well, what if I got a mugshot, you know, somewhere like some of my friends have? <laughs> 
up and you look like hell. I thought, well, you know, you need to say, if you're going to be in the public, if you're going to be a star, you need to look like one. Yeah. But getting back to the book, My Life in Rhinestones, yeah. it really goes all the way back through my career when I was having like a next door neighbor so close or a friend of my husband's that was a seamstress doing clothes all the way up to now of having the, the top of the line designers and yeah. all the, uh, those people. So it's really like my life in rhinestones. It's really kind of been like my entire six decades long career in clothes. And are clothes a, a nice way of kind of archiving the incredible career and, and life you've had up to this point? Because obviously the music is out there for all us fans to enjoy. But have you kind of got key outfits that you've kept from, a, a, you know, a, across the decades that you, you look back on fondly? Oh, sure. You always have certain things, and, and we have those in the books, iconic outfits, just like yeah. iconic songs. I had My first book was called Song Teller. It was about all my songs mm -hmm. and how I wrote them, where I was, what I was thinking when I wrote them. This is really about my, my life in rhinestones, like on show business. My next one is called um, Star of the Show, which is about my life on the road, musician. But oh, we wow. interviewed... Uh, different people for this book that you're talking about, My Life in Rhinestones, the designers, or if they were dead and gone, friends and family, you know, pe other people that had done that. So there's a lot of stories. I told stories about everything, about why I'm wearing this and what this outfit meant to me, what I was going through at the time I wore this particular thing. So it's real interesting. It's, it's, it's a history of my life and about the songwriting and about the clothes and then about life on the road. Well, Dolly, you're such a wonderful storyteller and obviously you do that through your music so brilliantly and it's nice that you can bring the clothes into it as well because, you know, that is something you're so strongly linked with. I wondered if you ever been backstage in a new outfit at some point over the years and just gone, this is too much. There's too many rhinestones here. No, I've This I'm is too high, this is too low, <laughs> this is too left, too right, whatever it may be. No, I've never had <laughs> felt the feeling like it's too much. Okay. I have had time saying, this is too heavy. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm sure anyway. Oh, well, you mean the I'm actual little, weight? I was saying, yeah, I was, I was tall before I started wearing all those heavy-ass clothes. <laughs> so it's like just kind of wear, wearing you down. But I've only thought, wow, this thing is heavy. Will I be able to lift my arms to get my instruments or whatever? Yeah. I have had those thoughts, wow. but it's never been too much sparkle for me. Where, where would you sparkle me? Dolly, looking at me right now, you yeah, know, a humble, you a humble lad called Dave. Would you, <laughs> would you rhinestone me anywhere? Do I need rhinestoning? Uh, well, I probably would put some rhinestones on the lapel of your jacket. Yeah, I'd like yeah. that. I yeah, like you'd that. like that. Um, now, Dolly, it's time something that I like to do from time to time on my, on my radio show with some of my favourite guests. It's unrelated questions inspired by your song titles. In the past, I've done this with both of the Gallagher brothers from Oasis. I've done it with Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters and the Kings of Leon. And we start with The Bargain Store, 1975. Dolly, here in the UK we have B&M stores, Poundland and Savers. Does Dolly like a deal? Are you a bargain hunter? Actually, I am. I like, uh, I like looking about. I love the bargain store. I love those kind of things. I love old antique stores and all that. I love to browse through that. My husband also is very big on that himself. Okay. So through the years in our marriage, we've done a whole lot of browsing around in a lot of old antique stores and all that. Okay, so you like the flea markets and all that Yeah, kind of we stuff. like the flea markets. And a lot of times it's hard for me to kind of do a lot of that now because of, of who I am. But we usually have our little RV, and I'll stay in the RV. If we see a yard sale or something, he wants to get out. <laughs> 
and walk around. I'll stay and read or, or write something. Yeah. But yeah, we love going to those things. Opening the little slidey window and going, over there, Carl, that one. Uh, uh, yeah, I, we've, I've done a lot of that. Or he'll bring something to the window uh, of the camper and say, well, what do you think? Is this what you're looking for? Is this what you... Or I'll point at something, like I say, I'll say, I want to see it up close. You know. But a lot of times we just get out, especially in a certain time of day, I don't care. It, you know, It's just usually yeah. about your time of if course. you've got time to start doing a meet and greet and an autograph party yeah uh, and you can't just pop in get in a candelabra day, and get back yeah. in he, the it bothers yeah. him more than me yeah <laughs> okay um don't make me have to come down there 2023 what a great song a really nice sentiment as well thank you um the kind of thing uh, obviously a parent would say to their kids uh, if they were being naughty i want to know dolly were you a naughty child what's the did you get up to capers were you a naughty little girl? I didn't want to be naughty. Okay. I never wanted to get caught doing anything bad because I don't like to be scolded and I don't like to be whipped. I'm very sensitive. But Fair sometimes, enough. you know, there's certain certain things that I would just do because it's just my nature that I would get in trouble for, like whether I was wearing makeup or not willing to take it off or not willing to <laughs> wear a certain thing that I wanted to wear. Yeah. I mean, like I always say, Daddy couldn't beat it out of me. Mama couldn't pray it out of me. <laughs> you know, nobody could make me not do something yeah. that I was bound and determined to do. But yeah. I never, I never tried. I was not rebellious for the sake of being rebellious because I never wanted to be in trouble. No, no, fair enough. And good advice there as well. Uh, nine to five, 1980. Um, obviously, you are a global superstar and, and you've been so um, kind of famous since you were a teenager. Um, but I wondered if it hadn't worked out, is there a nine to five type job that you <laughs> believe you would have been destined for? Or have you, you know, over the years, looked at what we could call a nine to five job and thought, oh, I think I'd be good at that. I'd like to give that a go. Is there anything to spring to mind? Yeah, I think if I hadn't made it, I used to think of what I would do. I think I would have been a beautician. I got to play one and still magnolias, but I really would have been one because I'm very good at hair. And I, yeah. on all my TV specials, I'm off and I did my mom's hair all those years when we did Lovely. specials and my sisters, different ones of my sisters. But I think I would have been a beautician because I would have had been continue wearing my hair and makeup like I wanted, I'd have had to got a discount on bleach and, <laughs> and makeup or shampoo or yeah. all of that. But I can picture myself being a beautician. That's why it was so easy for me playing Truvy in the Steel Magnolia movie because I just felt like I knew that world. Yeah, and also you'd be next level because you could give somebody a manicure and then you could teach them how to play some music on their own fingernails. <laughs> you have to have the acrylic yeah. nails to play your nails. Yeah, you, you do. When I wrote 9 to 5. Oh, see, I love that. That's my favourite Dolly Parton fact. Can you do it? Can I? Yeah. Working 9 to 5, what a way to make a living. I'm singing low so you can hear my fingernails. That's actually how I wrote the song, playing these acrylic nails because I thought this sounded like a typewriter. And on, on the set every day, I would kind of... You know, just make that Your, your co-stars have said that you'd kind of write a little bit of that song day by day. Mm -hmm. You'd appear on set and, and play the role. You'd be like, I've just written a little bit more. I've just written a little bit more. Yeah. And then you did the acrylic nails thing. And, and I, I mean, that must have blown them. them. I mean, it's blown my mind now. It must have blown their minds at the time. But you have to kind of have the acrylic nails to make that noise. But I actually put that on the actual recording of 9 to 5. I had all the women from 9 to 5 come down and sing on the record. And then on it says nails by Dolly. So where they said you have to do it because you played that all the way through. 
Um, Dolly, it's been such a privilege to spend some time in your company. Um, the brand new album, Rockstar, is released worldwide in November and book behind the scenes, uh, Life in Rhinestone, is out in October. Um, next time in the UK, make sure I get the chance to come and see you again, Dolly, because I've loved every single minute of it. Thank you very much well, for your time. Well, you mean it's over? That went by like but We we, thought... we are done here, but I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Well, so, I did enjoy it. And speak thank to you, you soon, very Dolly. much for having me. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 